You're very welcome to episode 19 of the Swinford Chats podcast with myself, Tommy Stenson. And myself, Cahill Kelly. In association with the Gateway Hotel here in Swinford. Oh, Tommy, how are you keeping? Good, Cahill, how are you? Yeah, good now, good. The weeks are flying by now. It's hard to think that it's halfway through April already. Definitely. It's like a long time since I was complaining about that 10 weeks of January. You know, they're really... Really flying by now, which is great. That's it. Uh, you were you you were claiming a bit of fame during the week, Cahill. Well, that's right. Well, well, I I wish I had backed the horse, Tommy. But my claim to fame over the weekend was that uh, Rachel Blackmore, the, uh, the number one Irish sports person. I, I'm sure it's mm. safe to say at the moment, and uh, uh, won the Grand National over the weekend. And she's from the same village down in Tipperary as my mother, the parish of Killinall. Uh, but um, actually, my mother, my mum and dad told me on Monday then that the name of the horse, uh, the Hotel Manila, is the name of the hotel, is the hotel they got married in. Ah. So I said, Geez, if I'd known that, I would have definitely backed the horse <laughs> on Saturday. I didn't back the horse, but uh, yeah, no, it's great. Are you just telling me you didn't back the horse, Carl, now, or did you actually? No, I didn't. I didn't. One, one, I have a lot of vices, Tommy, a lot of vices, but thankfully, one of them is not gambling. One of them is not gambling, <laughs> so I don't like losing money. I don't mind drinking this, but I don't mind, I don't like losing this. But um, I don't know if you saw that lovely uh, photograph that uh, Charlie Loftus Ryan had on social media there over the weekend. I mean, I actually shared it myself. James, uh, the little son of Geraldine Loftus from Milik and Derek Ryan down from Tungalon, uh, was in spent a lot of time in uh, Temple Street Children's Hospital over the last couple of years. And we wish James, baby James, all the best and uh, best wishes to Geraldine and Derek as well. But uh, the Irish Jockeys obviously visited the hospital last year and they got a smashing photograph of uh, little James with uh, uh, Rachel Blackmore. So it's mm. a real, a a real, real keeper to have now. Like, yeah. yeah, definitely, you know. definitely. Lots to come on uh, this evening's podcast, Cahill. That's right, uh, Tommy. So we're, we're catching up with uh, Philip Durkin, the chairman and director of the Swinford Immunity Park. It's a big week up in the Immunity Park. They're opening up uh, the Astro, Astro pitch up there. I'm sure anyone that's passed the park recently will have seen the work that's been ongoing up there. It looks fantastic. We wish the ball the best with that. And there's another, another um, a string to the bow, as I, as I, I'll say to Philip when I'm chatting to him, because uh, the immediate bar only seems to I can never get over the amount of ground that's up there. Mm. And fair play to them; they're, they're doing great development work up there. And I think now more than ever over the last couple of months with COVID, as well as that, we're going to Poland and Warsaw later on because Shane McDonald is over there studying veterinary medicine, and uh, there's a couple of events happening there uh, at the weekend. So we'll be talking to Shane all about that. That'd be great. I think uh, just want to say thanks to everyone who's gotten touched since last week's episode. I think the chat with the two lads went down a, went down a retreat with uh, Shaky and uh, Tommy, and uh, we were great. I, I believe uh, a lot of the lads that were involved in that team uh, tuned into the podcast, and I think a lot of lot more memories came came to surface over the weekend. So uh, I'd say that's a podcast in itself. But uh, hopefully, we'll do we we'll touch on a few more stories like that over the coming months as well. Well, we're delighted to be going to Poland now and to Shane MacDonald, who took a huge leap a number of years ago and headed over there to study veterinary medicine. Shane, you're very welcome to the podcast. Thanks, lads. Lovely to be with you. So uh, a big decision to go to Poland, but you're enjoying it and getting on good over there. Yeah, it was, you said it was a big leap at the time, but um, no, absolutely delighted with the, with the decision to go and I haven't looked back since. Um, it's been a massive experience. Um, in my fourth year now, um, halfway through my second semester of fourth year. So, um, yeah, no, I'm loving it over here. 
So I know there's a lot of Irish over there. There's, you know, there's a big enough community. Yeah, it's it shocked me when I came over first, the amount of Irish that are actually here. Um, even in our college alone, there's a huge, huge amount of Irish students studying veterinary alone. Um, um, I'd say it's well over 100 Irish people in the college at the moment. Um, and it's the numbers are increasing every year. There was close to 40 first years this year from Ireland alone. And um, even when I when I came, there was 66 in my year and 33 were Irish at the time. Wow. God, that's it. Have you got Mayo Association set up over there, Shane? Or was there one there before you, before you got there? <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a lot of There was actually five from Mayo in my year alone. You can't go, you can't go anywhere without meeting someone from Mayo, can you? <laughs> uh, that's it. There's a funny story. My first couple, my first minutes in Warsaw, I was only waiting for my bag in the airport. And I was just, just standing waiting for the bag and I looked inside and there was a belly harness J Club bag beside me. <laughs> it's, it's typical. Our, our listeners can't see, but uh, Shane is proudly flying a Mayo flag, flag behind him there in, in Poland. Great, always yeah, great I, to I, see. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go anywhere without it. But, uh, the only time I ever felt on my travels, I felt secure, Shane, when I was in the middle of India, I figured I'd, I'd not meet anyone from Sunford or Mayo out here. But everywhere else, you're always waiting to bump into someone in a Mayo jersey. That's for sure, for certain. How has the last year been for you, Shane? I suppose at different times as well when you're away from home. Difficult? Yeah, it's look, it's been tricky for everyone. Um, we're lucky we're actually getting our contact classes done at the moment. Um, so then we'll be going online for the second half of the semester, which will suit me. I'll get home. Um, I'll be home then for the whole of the summer. But uh, yeah, it's great at the moment. We're getting all our contact classes done. I actually had fish diseases today believe it or not we were uh, dissecting fish so something different it reminds me of that i haven't watched it yet but i think there's a big documentary on netflix at the moment uh seaspiracy that's it yeah it kind of touches on that subject i think yeah it's supposed to be very good uh, it's something i must watch and shane i suppose uh this is taught through english obviously it's not polish is it or, or... yeah there's a full full-on english division um there's a Polish division of veterinary and an English division of veterinary. Um, but we do, for the first two and a half years, we study Polish. Um, no, we, not that we learn it, but we study it. <laughs> <laughs> and what's Warsaw like? Uh, what's it like to, to be there? It's a huge city. Um, really, it's four or maybe five times the size of Dublin. Um, there's... Uh, so there's so much to do. It's kind of very businessy. Wouldn't be wouldn't be the most touristy friendly spot in Poland. Um, but it's a lovely city. Really is really is nice. And uh, the weather here is something I really enjoy. Starting the weather is starting to improve here now. It'll get very warm. But even the winters, even though it's snowing and that, it's it's a nice kind of cold. It's better than the wet kind of windy days in Ireland. It's a dry cold. It's nice here. There's no soft days over there, Shane. Is there? No, that's for sure. That's for certain. <laughs> and Shane, you mentioned here you're, you're actually going to get get to come home and study from home online. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, be. So from the end, of, hopefully, get home at the end of this month. Um, we're all kind of sweating whether we'll go on the red list or not. But uh, yeah, once we get home, we'll be all our lectures will be online and um, our exams will mostly go online then as well. Yeah, you might get a two week holiday in the Carlton in Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I've I've told Kahal on numerous occasions that when the restrictions lift, we're, we're going to uh, bring him out to a farm uh, out out in the country. Let him leave the leave the town and go out to the sticks. But uh, would you be on farms in Poland, Shane? Yeah, um, last semester was actually a brilliant semester for me. Um, cattle would be my main interest, and we were out on the farm for nearly all of last semester. Um, it's called a, a bori, is the farm um, tied to the college. And we'd be out there in the eight o'clock in the morning. You'd go out um, and you'd study a certain, you might be studying respiratory one day, cardiovascular another, neurology or a general system. But then after that, you'd go and you'd treat any sick animals that are there, or sick calves. So it was really good, yeah. Um, even this semester then, it's gone to horses, but we've uh, a horse clinic in the college. So it's just up the road from where we're living at the moment. And then... Um, yeah, so it's it's brilliant. The facilities are really good, um, and the equipment is top notch. Well, there's many people that would laugh at the thought of me on a farm. I'd say Shane's family. Just to point out to our listeners, Shane's dad is Michael McDonald from up in Kilbride here in Swinford. Uh, I would be very friendly with Shane's uncle Kevin when I was younger, and they would have seen how useless are. I wouldn't have gone near the farm when I was hanging around with Kevin. So uh, I don't think I'm going to start going back out now. <laughs> If you were friends with Dad, you wouldn't get away with no work. Well, no, no, I think I got. I think it was. Uh, I don't think Kevin was too keen on the old farm work. If uh, if memory is me right as well, Shane, would that would that be right? No, he. Uh, he <laughs> you'd be very. You'd be about right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shane, in your in your spare time when you're not out on the farms or, or in college over there, uh, you're involved with a GEA club. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, um, it's one of the things that it's a huge positive for all of us Irish students um, and even, you know, all nationalities here get involved. Um, the GA Club was founded in 2009 and uh, it's gone from strength from strength since then. Um, of the last three European finals, we've been in all three. Um, we won the first of those three and we've gone within a point in the last two. And the ladies uh, team won the European final last time out. Um, we travelled to Vienna last time out with four teams, two men's, two women's, and majority students. The club is it's doing very well. Um, now, where, where we are at a bit of a disadvantage is that we're only here for five and a half years. Um, it's like a constant conveyor belt. But uh, no, it's great. Everyone chips in and everyone looks after it. I suppose it's a great way to, to get to know people and maybe people outside of the university as well. Absolutely. Um, it was a massive social kind of thing for us in first year. Um, us, you're kind of, you're green first years coming over and you don't know anyone in this huge city. And the older students and the me- members of the club, they look after you really well. Um, and it's such a pity this year um, for the first years because we haven't had a club, we haven't been able to train. Um, we have, we've missed out on so many great tournaments. Um but hopefully, hopefully we can improve and uh, hopefully the first years get a chance to get a taste of that European football. But this weekend you're going to be out either walking or cycling or, or running virtually to go to Crow Park. It's, it's a virtual event taking place with the, with the GEA club over there. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so we kind of, one of the lads came up with a bit of an idea for a, a challenge. Um, it's a great idea, really. Uh, it's the Warsaw to Crow Park Challenge. Um, the distance from Warsaw to Crow Park is 2,000 and 
54 kilometers. And we're going to attempt over two days this Saturday and Sunday to either, as you said, walk, run or cycle that distance. Um, probably maybe a little bit ambitious, but anyone can chip in. It's uh, We're doing it through the Strava app and it, anyone's distance can be tracked and monitored through that. And uh, there's also a GoFundMe page then um, for any donations. So we we would uh, greatly appreciate I was looking up some of the some of the uh, words today on the page and even how to pronounce I wasn't sure of the pronunciation of, of some of the things so I said I I wouldn't try uh, try do that on the podcast um I suppose the hope though after college is to come back to come back to Ireland yes um definitely at some stage um it's hard to know uh, I suppose where the jobs will be in two years time this time two years I'll be practicing hopefully um to do it's crazy to think really but uh it's uh, the united Kingdom, going to england or wales is is always an option too there's people that have gone there and have enjoyed it for even a year or two before they came home um, and uh, new zealand is always a bit of a draw too for vets and um, huge challenge out there but uh no there's there's a really great demand for vets in ireland at the moment especially large animal vets I think the last year has showed us, Shane, you can't make plans at the moment anyway, so you just got to see where, where it takes you over the next couple of years. That's for sure. That's for sure. But at least with the profession we're going into, um, there's always going to be sick animals. It's a great passport to have, I'm sure, to travel anywhere worldwide. To have that in your back pocket will be a real advantage. Oh, massive, massive. Yeah, it's a, it's a worldwide profession. Great. And tell us, Shane, is there much COVID restrictions in Warsaw at the moment? Is it a lot like we're going through here in Ireland at the moment? Are you open up a bit more out there? <laughs> to be honest, I was when I came back first, I was hoping um, that things would start opening up. We actually went into lockdown again three weeks ago. Um, we actually, today was my first day in college in over three weeks. The college got shut down and the cases were very high and... Uh, yeah, it's such a shame because the, Poland was in lockdown since October um, and they were slowly opening up, but uh, it's taken a backward step again. It's it's just such a, a yo-yo system at the moment. It's it's very frustrating for everyone, isn't it? It's a long road out of it, but hopefully it's the road out of it. Yes, yeah, well, for sure, we we more we definitely enjoy a lock-in more than this lockdown. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I, I think um, I look forward to the day, Shane, when you're you're uh, you're back in Ireland and Carl has his little uh, farm set up, and you'll be saying, "Carl, I didn't think you were going to do it, but but you did." So that's what I you look could forward have your to. Your own farm, fresh beef to the to the rest to the restaurant, Carl. That's it. From from what to say, from farm to fork. I think so. Yes, I think that could be your USP. <laughs> I think Alan Heaney is going is going to work with Carl on that and, and try and get that kicked off. But Shane, uh, thanks a million for joining us, and uh, best to look at the weekend with the uh, with the GEA Challenge from Warsaw to Crow Park, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on your next uh, visit back to Swinford. Thanks very much, lads. Great talking to you. So we're delighted to welcome to the Swinford Chats this week uh, the Chairman and Director of the Swinford Immediate Park, Philip Durkin. Philip, you're very welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Kyle and Tommy. I appreciate being asked to give a rundown. Thank you. So we're delighted to have you on this week, Philip, because I believe it's it's a big week for the Immediate Park up there. Uh, another string to the, to the ever-growing bow up there that is the Immediate Park, isn't it? It, it certainly is, in a sense, I'm hoping um, tomorrow or Thursday to have um, fully completed the AstroTurf. Uh, the AstroTurf is a, 
I suppose a big project. It's um, 67% funded by leader and the rest is funded as part of a, a loan by ourselves, which at the minute, as of today, we have a bridge and loan currently for 200,000. So we're still waiting on getting money back, which is, it is a risk, but it's a development in the community. And uh, while a lot of years ago, when we started the Minity Park in 1997, we were very much, I suppose, on the outskirts of the town. But where we are now, we're very central to the town. And I suppose Tesco has pulled out a lot of things towards us. But we've, I suppose, over the years, in particular, I suppose, the last year, we've never had as many people using the Minity Park. Uh, the walkway... Uh, use uh, something in the region of 100 people per day use the walkway and I would have thought with COVID it is one of the most valuable pieces of infrastructure that we have not the football pitches or not the astroturfs or anything else the walkway because um, we've 61 car parking spaces and the amount of people who, who constantly who park there who are able to walk I suppose in the freedom away from traffic is a huge benefit I suppose to our town and I suppose once they stop there, with the help of God, the next step is to some of the, our shops or coffee shops or whatever in Swimford when they reopen. So it has been it has been a, a lifeline for a lot of people during COVID. Um, no, absolutely, and it's it's something we we've talked about on the podcast before to have this uh, these wonderful amenities and to the location as you as you adhere to there to have them in the town. It's it's a wonderful it's it's a wonderful strength to the town and the community. And, and particularly, I suppose, Carl, to the, the, to the vision of the people who went well ahead of us. In a sense. In 1997, it was a disused space. A large percentage of it was bog. I've seen the pictures, but I wasn't there. I mean, your mother was one of the founding members of the Amenity Park. And she was a, mem- a member of the Amenity Park. But she was there from 1997 when, when, the, when, when the memorandum of agreements were done at the very start. And... I suppose, particularly in the last 10 years, what we've achieved has been huge. And I know from looking at what plans we have going forward with, with the sensory garden and hopefully an area of croquet and we're considering kind of solar lighting for the walkway around the, the pitch and the linkage from the sensory garden to the Brabson Park. All of that and further linkage between there and the education facilities Pulls it all together in a sense from a linking education to community to recreation. And I suppose that's what we're about and that's what we were set up for originally. And more power to the people in 1997, Johnny Duffy's, uh, Ryan McLaughlin, what they've achieved is excellent. But equally, I suppose we wouldn't achieve it without the CE scheme. And I suppose the CE scheme is very significant in keeping the place motoring. I suppose the community lotto is is a very uh, important part of the amenity park as well. It's um, its role, without a shadow of doubt, because in any sort of loan that you get for any community project, you have to be inputting something like the astroturf cost is two hundred and fifty thousand. The grant that we hopefully will get if we pray in the right direction, leader, we haven't got anything as yet. Is one hundred and sixty-eight thousand. Percent. So we're borrowing sixty thousand, and the only basis on which we can borrow that is is on the money coming in from the community lottery being able to pay off the loan, and that's part of our. We had to do a business plan to get the loan. 
that's one key element because certainly from a rental point of view in the current climate, you can't be certain of anything. As from a business point of view, Cahill, it is a the AstroTurf is a business. Uh, there's a business plan and it has to be paid off and hopefully in a five-year period. And I would expect it, it will because the people of Swimford have been great and certainly the people of Swimford have been very, very supportive. And I suppose they know where the pink ticket is going. Our aim is to develop the facility as much as we can possibly do with it, with the resources that we have. But if you don't have a percentage to go into a project when it comes to any project, whether there's a claw or anything else, you're, you're just wasting your time. And uh, the AstroTurf, Philip, as you said, it's 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 a business and it's it's available for for rent. Uh, can you give us an idea of kind of what kind of uses it could be put to? I mean, it looks fantastic, and I mean, uh, and it's a real tribute to you all. But what 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 uses could could people make of it? Well, I suppose everything. I suppose last night was a first official use. I don't know. Regina Mullaney, who is the chairperson of Swimfordlass, and uh, Trey Smith brought a group of um, new people to our town, who are Syrian people. They brought them up to show them some Gaelic football as, as a first step. But, but certainly it is open to all groups, whether it is in the future, whether people want to do um, fundraising and do a kind of a mix between a party and then party on the AstroTurf. It's, it'll be set up primary uh, the 80 metre by 50 metre, which is approximately uh, that full length will be set up from a Gaelic point of view. And equally, there'll be seven-a-side soccer. So there'll be a net down along the middle, so it'll be split into soccer. But equally, it could be hula hoops. It could be, um, from, from the business point of view, paying off loan, if people are prepared to rent it, uh, it would be rented to them. You're, you're listening. If they're prepared to rent it, you're listening. And uh, listen, yeah. how would people go about uh, getting in touch with you, Philip, if they if they had an idea and they wanted to? Oh, it would, basically, it's our email address and we have a post box up there. I mean, we have had loads of discussion from people who walk around the Minishy Park who have coming up with suggestions, whether it's one-way systems and all of that. All of us we take on board. We don't ignore it. It just takes a little bit of effort to put it into um, into a plan. But certainly from a book, our Gmail address, which is on .ie, is swimfordimmunitypark at gmail.com. My phone number as one director is available on that. Brendan Doyle is another director and Martin Tunney is another director and, and Tierney is our secretary. But any emails, Swimford Amenity Park, uh, between the four of us, uh, we'll attempt to answer it. But we are open to everything in, in the sense that um, the most important thing always is is insurance in the first instance. But we're we're open to everything. I hope from the town perspective, it is successful. The aim is that any group who uses the Amenity Park at the minute, that they'll get use of it at half price. Uh, our figure at the minute, which we're still working on and have to develop it, is if I take um, the Athletic Club or Swimford GA or, or any of the groups who kind of use the facility, Ballina Rugby use the facility, it'd be something that would be 44 an hour, which as compared to bacon at 150 an hour, 
it, it's it's very good. But for an outside group, which use the facility or, or from outside the community, it's envisaged they would be paying something like eighty euro an hour. So we would, and that wouldn't include we our total all of the time will be from an education point of view uh, the schools won't be paying a rate like that we'll be encouraging the national schools within our area and the secondary schools to, to use the facility and we'll work with them always we want to see it used by as many people in the community as possible and uh, you, you mentioned community there Philip and it really it's I mean it, it's a source of pride isn't it every time you go around the park and you see these wonderful amenities that the town the Swinford and the community have and I mean, and it just it, it encourages, as you said, not just sports, but even the walkway, so important in the last year, and I'm sure it'll be continued to be used. It's 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 to have these amenities on our doorstep is 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 a wonderful advantage. Well, it, it, equally to have, I suppose, the people within our community who prepared to put it in place, and I suppose I'll thank, I suppose, my wife for letting me do these things, but equally my daughter Kira, who's an architect. Uh, she did the design with me of the AstroTurf. She's currently designing, hopefully go forward for Clarefund, uh, a sensory garden with cycle rays, with seats to join to Brabson Park. And the aim is to open up another footpath to meet with Brabson Park to provide linkage between those two and then further to the school. Because it is critical. Today, I was there, and to see, particularly our secondary school now that has all students back at all ages uh, they're out walking around the community tonight morning because they need to get a bit of air and get away from the classroom and with COVID our whole focus in our community has in my view has changed I mean the Brabson Park in particular I suppose I walk that once a day with my my two mutts Ben and Jerry and it certainly gives about five to six kilometres of a, of a decent walkway which is beautiful yeah i know we're, we're blessed with the walkways we have we have around the town and the adetis club are currently working on a project as well philip aren't they uh, uh, they're, they're working at, at the minute what they've created and the first step is we applied for planning permission for them we have a 200 meter lit track there at the minute the next stage to that and i'm dealing with kieran Galler, is an application has gone into the department of sport and we're hoping to upgrade it to the, the next stage, which would be putting some form of a surface on it, which would uh, improve it. Either tartan is one object, but equally an astroturf type track may be another option. But um, Kieran Gallagher from the Athletic Club has put in that application with myself. So that is with the Department of Sports. If anyone out there in the community has a bit of push with any TDs, ministers, or whatever, it would really add to the amenity park and our offering. But I suppose our main focus after that is focusing in and particularly the people in our community that, that are not using the sporting facilities in a sense that we've a focus for years on trying to put aside an area for croquet, stroke, bowls, um, which I'm getting closer to that age that that's the only sport I'll be playing going forward. But that and the footpaths and the walkways and the seats, but particularly it, it's there for a while, um, croquet. And croquet, believe it or not, was a game that was played in Swinford <laughs> a lot of years right. ago. Right, I, I have a vague memory of, I think there's some old pictures going around 
yes, before so, of, I think it was on the lawns of Rapson, Rapson House or something. It was. I know Johnny Duffy and Eilish Walsh and over the years said that there was a croquet club in Swimford. But it's just that we have to offer something else for another group, not for able-bodied people. But we have very valuable people in our community who retired. And I suppose I'd love to get them involved in, in, the, in a facility and development, you know, taking the next stage. It's a huge effort in any of these things, as you're aware. And doing the applications for funding is, oh, it takes a huge amount of time. It's a, it's a full-time job very, itself. And very few of them are successful. You're lucky at times. And one of the reasons, whether we like it or not, that we've got the AstroTurf, one, one area that would have helped without a shadow of doubt was the use by Mayo ladies. And uh, that would have helped. It helped in the application. It helped in getting the facility there. But it's there for everyone. Well, you know, you mentioned the Mayo ladies there, Philip, and you mentioned Ballinard Rugby Club as well. We've always kind of promoted on the podcast the, the, the central location of Swinford the advantages yes. we have of being a, a focal meeting point for the county and the wider province. Without a shadow of doubt. I know when the under-14 ladies from the county would have been doing trials in Swinford, the trials would generally be taken three hours. And I know talking to the mothers in particular, they mainly went down and they went for a cup of coffee or they got their hair done with, um, I think, mainly Marion was one of them that they got there. And they were delighted with the facilities that we did in Swinford. And people from outside particularly focus in and how fortunate we are. And we are fortunate. Absolutely. And Philip, as a man who was born and bred uh, here in the town, it must fill you with great pride as you see the, the way the sporting amenities have developed uh, over the years to, to, to be able to offer what we can now offer. Well, I think we offer a huge amount and, and uh, from everything from, from our golf to soccer to scaling. Uh, we offer a lot. Uh, I suppose our main focus, I think, will be going forward is 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 on our retired peoples within the community, on the outdoor side for them. That's which great. Will be the next step. Absolutely, and you know, it's. Uh, I think it was Myra Philbin was on a few weeks ago, and as she was saying, people often say to her, "There's not a, there's not a lot to do," and then she names out all the clubs and organisations, and there's well over fifty active clubs and organisations in the community. Oh, you yeah. know, and, and I mean, she, she's focused nicely on them. There's a Facebook there page now that does help promote, promote us all. But being, I suppose being truthful, all clubs in the current environment are all struggling a little bit. And I suppose all clubs, whether it's the athletic club, the soccer club, the GA, ourselves and everything else, all of us do appreciate the help that we get from our community. Yeah, and, and uh, just we touched on the pink lotto tickets there for a minute, Philip. You can buy them throughout the town, I know, into different shops and establishments. And you can also buy them online now, I think. You or, buy them online as Lotto Razor, but I suppose our main, and Tara Cafe in Castlebar. But to be honest, our main focus is always on the people who support us, is I suppose our local shops. And the reason that we have a 70 euro voucher is that that voucher is, is then used within Swimford and it helps businesses who are, who are selling the pink ticket. So it's a, it's a two-way street, but our main focus is always please try and support our businesses. They, they, they all need that bit of support, particularly now. And, you know, they've all come up to the mark, our businesses. Our businesses have put a huge effort once they're open to stay open and just keep supporting them because without them, we don't have anything else. 
Uh, so, fellow president, I want to thank you very much for taking your time out. I know it's a busy day. You have a birthday in the house this yep. evening, and your own birthday tomorrow, so, or will yep. it will be this week. So, we wish you a very happy birthday for that, Philip. I want to thank you on behalf of the community for all the wonderful work you're, you're carrying out up there. Really, it's fantastic, and it's great. As you said, I'm lucky here. I get to meet a lot of visitors, as you said, and people do genuinely. They're jealous of us with these great amenities, yep. and I hope people appreciate that. And like a constant message we're giving out here, people need to get involved in different clubs and organizations. They don't just happen. They, they happen by people getting involved and helping out in any way they can. But best wishes for the future, Philip, and looking forward to using the AstroTurf. Thanks to William Colin Guru, Mila Mahakov, clear. Carl, it's, I'm sure it's question time. That's right, Tommy. So last week I asked you, as, as I said, that we had two great sporting legends on the show last week, uh, Seamus Greeny and Tommy Pigeon, and had a great chat about the 1981 uh, under-18 soccer team win. And I, I, on that note, I, I kind of, there had been a picture up over the weekend of a, a Swinford band from Main Street who had won the All-Ireland Minor Medal for Mayo in 1985. I asked you if you could tell me who that who that person was. Well, from a, from my sources, and they reliably informed me that it was a James Gallagher. That's right, James Gallagher from Lower Main Street there, Tommy, where the, where the Sheepwalk pub is now, it would have okay. been Gallagher's, Gallagher's pub there. Actually, I was only talking to talking to James last week uh, about something else before the podcast now, so that's probably why he was in my head. James uh, does a lot of work for me, for me here in the, in the hotel with the lift. So... Uh, that was James's. He must be in my head first between that photograph and talking to him about the lift. We must uh, pop so, uh, that photograph up onto our social media over the next week and and see do people recognise James? Yeah, so, uh, so just I suppose keep, keep it on the 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 sporting the sporting team, Tommy. Uh, I don't know. I think we might have referred to it in our in our chat with the lads as well last week. But the Swinford Intermediate GA team. I know GA is your is your time for oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, won the intermediate, the county intermediate, twice in the eighties. Uh, so next next week, I'm hoping you'll be able to tell me uh, in when when what those years were. Okay. And even hopefully, we might even in the, in the next couple of weeks, we might get a couple of the lads from those teams on for a chat because they do seem to prove very popular. You know what? Uh, I could uh, by the end of this, you know, my GA knowledge, I'll be able to write a book. <laughs> uh, you know, it could be my claim to fame. We're never any good at playing the Tommy, but I grew up in a staunch GA house. We were very good at administrators. That's kind of what, uh, what the, the, the role we were. Never players, but we were good administrators. But look, that's needed too. Every good team needs needs that as well. That's it. That's it. So, uh, uh, yeah, so next week uh, will be our 20th episode, which is hard to believe. So thanks again to everyone for, for tuning in and sending us your message. It's great to hear that you all seem to be enjoying the, enjoying the podcast and we're looking forward to continuing. It's hard to think we're hitting... 20. I did tell you, Tommy, at the beginning of the year, at this between lockdowns and January and everything, I was wondering how we how we mm. managed to uh, to put it out. But it's supposed we seem to be pulling it out every week, anyway. So hey, we're we're keeping we're, week. we might wing it, Kyle, every week, but we're we're <laughs> winging it so far. So we'll we'll try and keep doing it. As I keep telling you, Tommy, I'm good at winging it. But uh, <laughs> just a quick mention, Tommy, before we go, I know uh, we mentioned last week that uh, Swinford Tidy Towns were working on some different plans, and yeah. I know. There last Sunday they started a weekly meetup for Sunday mornings at eleven o'clock. They're going to meet at the courthouse. Anyone that would like to join in, uh, the Tally Towns will will supply pickers and bags and that. So anyone that would like to play their small part there and help them pick up the town's litter, 
Uh, obviously, of course, we always ask people don't litter, but unfortunately, it's 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 done. So eleven o'clock Sunday morning, and I know I, I think as the evenings get brighter as well, they'll they'll be soon starting a midweek clean up on a Wednesday evening as well. So we'll have more details of that over the coming weeks. Yeah, well done to all involved there with the uh, Swinford Tidy Towns. And as we mentioned on Good Friday, they were out and about cleaning and they've done a great job. And I know they even uh, went out into the community as well. So uh, well done to all involved there. Well, it, that brings us now to the end of the Swinford Chats podcast, episode 19. We're going to leave you with some music from Peppy. Pierce Lenehan, of course, who is from Swinford, uh, studied songwriting at BIM College of Music. A fantastic uh, composer, musician and singer. And uh, here he is singing one of his own original tracks. I don't think you understand. So all that's left for us to do is to say stay safe and we'll chat to you next Thursday. Tell you that we're running in circles For the doll that start to dance While you're running after someone else If he won't touch the ground I'll tell a rope from my mouth for a fable
it's so 